0: Welcome to the Leadership Spark Podcast, where we equip you to be the great leader your people deserve. This is Corey. I'm here with Hampton and Hampton. Today, we're gonna talk about what to do when you don't know what to do. Let's say you're a new manager. You're new to leading people. You're new to leading a team. Where do you even start? What's the first thing that you should do as a leader when you don't know what to do? And I think we have something that could be extremely, extremely valuable for you that could set you up for leadership success. So Hampton, when a leader doesn't know what to do, what should they do?
1: Oh, I'm excited about this one. I can't even give away the answer yet because I just have to say, if you're a new time, if you're a new leader or if you've been a leader for a long time, it's okay to admit that you don't know, that you don't know what you're doing, that leadership is hard. I, I really believe that all of us have this fear somewhere inside of us that that we're alone, that we're the only ones struggling. And when you can get with other leaders and just say, hey, I don't know what the next move is. I don't know what to do. Or if you can get with your team and be vulnerable and say, I don't quite know the answer right now, but I'll work on it, I think it could be really powerful. And one of the ways that you can get with your team, one of the ways that um, you can learn the information, that you can maybe settle some of those insecurities that you have, answer some of those questions is the best tool that a leader has in their tool belt. That is a quote by Corey Tao a one on one. Meeting. That's right, the one on one meeting. And
0: it really does. I I don't know what emotion to tie to this, Hampton, honestly, but when I think about uh, teams, organizations that are misaligned, toxic, uh, you have disconnection, people aren't engaged, people don't feel valued. I can almost guarantee you that's because they don't have a consistent one on one commitment within their organization. And I think about situations in my career where I've had leaders who did not meet one-on-one with me and how I felt. And then I think about if I, if I go a week without having a one-on-one with my team, how I feel as a leader. And so the one-on-one is a, a protection. It, it gives you as a leader so much intelligence so that you can effectively, meaningfully lead your people. But it also protects against things like misalignment or disconnection or someone doesn't feel valued or someone's working on the wrong priorities and you get surprised because they're working on something that they shouldn't be working on when something is more important and you just didn't have insight and visibility into it. And so a one-on-one serves to be able to protect all of those things for you as a leader so that you can do your job and your job is the team. Your job is the team. Your job is to make sure the team's focused on the right things. They have all the obstacles removed from the way and they're able to bring their best every day and together you can deliver whatever value and whatever contribution that you are being asked to make to your organization as a team. And so I wanted to provide you with a structure that we use here at WildSpark. I've used this for a number of years to give you some pragmatic handles on how you can think about having a one-on-one. So whenever I do a one-on-one, whenever Hampton does a one-on-one, there are three major things that we're trying to accomplish in a 30-minute time span. Number one is we want to connect relationally. We want to connect below the line. And we talk a lot about being relational over transactional. And don't jump straight into business whenever you have your one-on-one. In fact, I've had one-on-ones where we stayed in this first part of the, the structure I'm giving you for the entire one-on-one, because that was the most important thing to talk about, which was things going on relationally or things going on personally with the person that, that I'm trying to, to influence or the person on my team. So I always wanna carve out time to connect relationally, to catch up on the information maybe they've shared with me about things going on in their lives, just to get caught up, so that we feel connected relationally. The second is, I want to make sure we're aligned on what's important. And so we talk about priorities. We talk about what's what's top of mind for you. What's your priority? What's my priority? Are we aligned on what we think is important? And if we are aligned, we can talk about how we accelerate those things moving forward. If we're misaligned, we talk about where the misalignment is. But if I'm doing that every week, then the longest that we'll go disconnected or misaligned is a week. And that's why one-on-one is important. And so number one, relationship connect relationally. Number two, align on priorities. Number three is create space for bi-directional feedback. I want to ask for feedback from you, Hampton. And Hampton, I want to create space for me to be able to give you feedback as well. But creating a safe space that over time trust is built and people feel like they can give the last 10% and provide feedback. And so a one-on-one, you can accomplish all of that in 30 minutes. All of that 30 minutes once a week, and if you do that, I guarantee you will protect you against stuff that could derail your team, derail your culture, derail your own performance as a leader. So if you don't know what to do, the one thing that you should is have a weekly one-on-one with everyone on your team. Do it, and I guarantee you you'll see the benefits from it.